Thanks very much for joining us today, Kevin. If you'd like to give a little bit of an introduction to yourself and a little bit about Muhai as well and why you've joined us on the podcast today, that would be great. I'd love to. Uh, so hello, my name's Kevin. Um, I'm a first-year medical student here at the University of Melbourne. Before that, I did an undergraduate bachelor of biomedicine program. Um, and right now, I'm the president of Muhai, which also stands for the Melbourne University Health Initiative. I guess um, why, so why Muhai is really, you know, joining this platform is really to explain a bit more about what we do, how you can be involved, and how you can really uh, make an impact in the public and global health space. So Muhai is a youth-run charity that's dedicated to public and global health. Um, we're independent, not-for-profit, and we're run by approximately 250 to 300 volunteers across our six graduate programs, you know, on, on varying year levels and disciplines. Um, we were founded about 10 years ago, um, and, you know, our main goal is really to improve health and educational outcomes and a champion for equitable access to these services. So what kind of programs does MUHAI include? So as I mentioned before, MUHAI is really the parent organisation, per se, an umbrella or the administrator or the um, provider for our six graduate programs. So um, we've got six. The first one is SWAT, which stands for Student Welfare Outreach Team. So the mission of SWAT is really to sort of reduce educational inequity in Victoria, um, especially in low socioeconomic areas. And we do that by really providing three um, services. The first one is SWAT Week, which is more of an intensive um, revision session. Then there are masterclasses in which we partner with high schools across Victoria to go in and give regular academic support. And then newly launched our, um, our oral language program, which really helps to support those students who are engaging with foreign language. Uh, the second program is KVME, which stands for the Kenyan Village Medical Educational Program. Uh, that one is a really international program, and it's a not-for-profit initiative that really tries to deliver preventative health education workshops uh, to rural and remote Kenyan communities, and there's a sort of village over there with have for many years. The third one is the MAP, which is Material Aid Program. Uh, this one really focuses on redistributing the surplus of medical equipment and consumables from you know, hospitals and clinics in Melbourne uh, to really under-resourced healthcare organisations across the world in developing nations. Moving on to JHMP, which stands for the Global Health Mentoring Program. This one is really about mentoring and about the importance of um, gaining insight and experiences from, I guess, professionals and academics. So it's really about connecting students to health professionals in, in different areas of interest and also um, developing insights through uh, writing articles, to researching things, and through different programs as well. And then we move on to um, the public lectures series, which is um, New High, I guess, outreach arm to reach out to sort of lecturers, academics, professors, and all sorts of leaders in public health and health field, and sort of chatting to them. And without before COVID, you know, really bringing the, the audience in person in sort of a seminar lecture style. And I guess the final two that we sort of combined together are our two conferences by our two larger events, uh, the first of which is OSU, which stands for the Australian World Health Organization Simulation Conference. And as the name suggests, it's really a three-day annual conference that simulates what it's like to be in the United Nations and what it's like to discuss really important issues. So we over the weekend, or over a certain couple of days, um, delegates will come over, they'll build resolutions, they'll present them, and they'll really you know, run a model UN um, sort of program across the central public. And finally is the case competition arm or the hackathon arm of Melbourne, uh, of Muhai, 
And um, this really changes year to year. The last year it was called COBRU, which linked computer science and health. This year it's focusing on mental health. And every year we sort of have a different theme. Um, it was a bit long, but yeah, as you can see, New High really stands across many different programs, each with a very unique focus um, to our target audience. I think you've done a brilliant job of summarising it all fairly quickly. It's a pretty expansive sort of scope of everything. Um, luckily, a couple of weeks ago, we had Patrick Tellison, one of the program coordinators for KVME, come on and sort of tell us a little bit more in depth about what that program involves, which is good. So you sort of explained Muhai to be a bit of sort of an umbrella and a bit of a sort of an administrator over all of the different programs. Can you explain sort of what the difference is between Muhai operating in that sort of administrative way, sort of overseeing all the programs and how the programs operate themselves more independently? Definitely. So um, when I say Muhai's administrator, in, in no way are we sort of like dictator of the different programs. They're really independent and really Muhai's there to serve them. And we're really, really grateful that we've got these six amazing programs. So how the delineation really happens is that each program, you know, has a really unique focus and their own set of um, events and programs initiative and their own organizing committee team, which do a phenomenal job. And Muha is there to provide some high-level strategic oversight and support. So we're not really directly involved in the running of any of these programs. We're not there being like, you have to do this, this, and this. It's really all within them. But what we are as a sort of parent umbrella organization is, first of all, um, to act as a speaker on behalf of the faculty, to external stakeholders, and also to provide them with the administrative resource and media support that they require. Uh, secondly, it's really about being a community. You know, more so than you know, being a club or organization, it's about being a community of people who want to address public health and educational inequity issues. And um, that's really the core at it. So we're here having six programs that collaborate with each other. You know, let's say um, that map, which is the one that delivers medical surplus, wanted some wanted medical students to bring it over to placement, they'll collaborate with KBME. Um, so that sort of um, cross-program collaboration is really fostered at New High. And so let's say if a student joins one of our programs, they'll join one of the program and they can join many programs at once and really experience what it's like to be in this program. While for sort of New High's parent organization, um, we touch base with the program every now and then through our program directors. And we're over here to really provide um, ideas as well and also um, link them with relevant stakeholders um, to ensure the programs run smoothly. So what's your pathway been like in terms of becoming involved with Muhai? Did you sort of become part of those different um, committees and clubs and things like that and then move into the Muhai roles and more sort of executive team roles? Yeah, so how I really got into Muhai, you know, just came across the opportunity on social media. A few friends recommended me, but I guess I was really into public health at that time. So I, I wanted to find some opportunities. And Muhai being the leader in that, having different opportunities, it really attracted me. So when I first came on, I joined um, a number of the different programs. Um, being in different roles across um, all of them, which gave me some really great insight into, okay, here are the different programs. Here's what they all work on. And I, I loved the, the culture and I loved the people. And that's sort of what took me to my next step, which is like, okay, so I've got a good understanding of what the different programs are, but I really want to support them. And I really want to centralize things and provide that sort of oversight and leadership for the different programs. So, um, yeah, my experience has been really varied because, and I think it was great because it gave me the perspective of, how different programs differ and also sort of what are the key offerings, but also what can be improved in the future um, for, the, for the six different flagship programs. And have those programs sort of always existed within um, sort of Muha Umbrella or a lot of them are quite new? Like do programs sort of come and go as well? That's a really great question. So when Muha first started, we didn't have six programs. 
we started off with with a few programs that you know that that really delivered our services, and then over the years, programs have joined us, which we're really lucky and privileged to have um, them support us and us to support them as well. So yeah, over the years, the proposition of programs has changed. Some have come, some have gone, and they've started their own programs or joined other bigger initiatives. Um, and in terms of the future, Muhai is definitely thinking about incorporating new programs as well, whether it's from within or from external programs that, that want to join the family. Um, so yeah, as I said, because of that, Muhai is really about a community. It's about a sort of platform for programs to get the support financially in kind and, and administrative, and then to really flourish um, their own initiative and their own offering. It's a nice thing you say in terms of the community, and even you sort of said that it's like a family in, in a lot of ways. In terms of sort of the programs that you run, how does that work during a year, like when there's a pandemic in the last couple of years? Does it look a, a bit different? Um, what's done differently? And, and do you sort of manage to maintain that sense of community and family in a way throughout that time as well? Yeah, definitely. You know, COVID and the pandemic has really changed the whole university scene and also, you know, not-for-profit and, and junior club scene as well. So for New High, it's definitely impacted us because a lot of our programs have been in person. What used to be in schools, the Kenyan Cave Me program used to be international. Um, you know, GP used to be in person events as well. The conferences used to be in person. So a lot of things that were in person had to really be brought online. But a lot of these events aren't as simple as just we're just online. Because let's say Cave Me, you can't just, you know, go to the village and go online virtually. Um, it really requires hands-on. So each program took a really different route, but a very successful um, route for changing the, the, the initiatives online. So just really quickly, for instance, SWAT um, now provides online support to the schools through Zoom. The lectures are all online. Um, and Sam's um, oral language program. KVME still does online things, but they've really shifted, um, which is really great. There's sort of two flagship initiatives at the moment. One is a chatbot, which effectively um, still sort of is the surrogate for providing public health knowledge to the village through a WhatsApp um, chatbot, which is really innovative. And the second one is really about evaluation. You know, as a lot of people would know, public health efforts is about implementation, about ideation, but it's more so about evaluation. And so how we can improve these programs and also generalize the frameworks to be applied to many different areas. That's what KVME is doing. With, with the Mature A program, you know, we, we really um, leaned on our ambassadors that would take out the supplies to the partnering organizations. But, you know, that's not possible to do international travel. So really about delivering and using couriers as well. And, you know, the other bigger uh, programs uh, have all been gone online as well. Um, and that's really been great because we're allowed to engage with students that are offshore, that are rural, um, that, that can't make it otherwise it was in person. Um, so I think New High has really adapted quite swiftly and quite individually and creatively uh, to the online platform because the programs all have a different approach and they've all had some great ideas um, to how they you know, uh, address the inconveniences the pandemic has presented them. That's great. They've sort of managed to pivot and, and sort of like go on to doing other things, but still being able to be effective in, in what they're doing. Um, in terms of getting involved, you've obviously been involved in some of the different programs and with Muhai for the last few years, but you talked a little bit about your interest in public health and obviously now doing medicine is sort of a reflection of that in a way. But was there something that sort of got you interested in joining Muhai in the first place or joining some of the different programs? Was it that interest in public health or... Could you sort of just explain what it was that attracted you to join? Definitely. I think, I think it was a, a multiple factors. I think firstly, the motivating factor was my interest in public health and, and social impact and equity for that sake, because um, that's quite broad. But I think what really drew me, you see the impact that the program has made. So um, when I saw SWAT, you know, really making a change 
in students' lives, not just students, but students who really need their help in low socioeconomic program and, and the vastness of the program um, that a lot of tutors and a lot of partners as well. That was what really um, pivoted me to join SWAT. And I guess the other programs I joined in, really, it, it was to, to generalize it, it was seeing that as a student, I could make my impact, I could make my mark, and I could really um, use my skills to benefit people who really need my support. And Muhai being a great platform for that, both globally and domestically. Um, and the second thing was really about the multidisciplinarity of joining Muhai. So when I joined, you know, a SWAT, a SWAT program or a Muhai program, it wasn't just one club, for instance. It was really joining a whole network of six different programs and having access to the expertise and the initiatives that, that all the six programs provided. So that's what really pushed me through. It was really my interest in public health, impact that I saw the programs made, and their diversity and potential um, to really scale up my impact with new high and different programs as well. That's sort of um, an amazing thing in a lot of ways because I feel like a lot of students have the idea that you sort of finish your course and you spend the whole time training to do something once you finish. Um, and even in the healthcare sort of sphere, like studying medicine or something like that, it's, you feel sometimes as if you can't have that much impact as a student when you're mostly told that you're not capable yet. But um, I guess Muha sort of provides that that opportunity for people to actually have an effective impact while they're still studying as well, which is, which is a great thing in terms of those sort of, you mentioned that impact was one thing that motivated you to join, but sort of while you've been part of Muhai, have there been a sort of any experiences for you or any memories that have sort of been your favorites or have really sort of stuck with you throughout your time? Um, there's been a lot. Um, I think one that really comes to mind um, that really sort of, that, that was really important for me during my time at Mihai was um, when I was involved in SWAT um, a bit earlier, because I had that direct impact with students and really sort of just seeing the biggest difference it made, not in terms of, okay, they, they improved test scores or, um, you know, they, they, they became smarter in particular assessment, but it's how grateful they were. And it was how dedicated they were to the service that they were changing their life. So really, you know, seeing when the program was delivered, and then seeing these students on many different instances for the master classes and listening to the feedback, talking to them, and also seeing the different um, impacts that are made across the different programs um, of Mihai and also within SWAT is probably my fondest memory. I think the second thing um, that's a little bit along, a little bit different from Mihai programs is the culture. I think, you know, it's really hard to be like, okay, this program is the best culture, that program has, has the second best culture. It was across the whole different program, you know, that my fondest memory is talking to people in New High. And as you mentioned before, Daniel, like one, one really big objective in New High is to prepare students for, you know, the world. You know, what, you know, when a job asks you what relevant experience do you have, as a student, there's no way you would have done three full-time jobs. So New High is there as a sort of upskilling but also an experience gaining platform. I think the second thing is, is, the, is the community. And that's my fondest memory is, you know, going to different retreats, going to social events when it was in person or online, but delivering the, the programs with my colleagues and with other volunteers, that is probably what I would say is, is a memory that's going to stick with me for a long time. When you talked about the community, you mentioned the fact that just having those conversations with other people was sort of some of the best parts of being part of Muhai and the different programs there. When we talked to Patrick a couple of weeks ago, he talked about moving through from becoming a more junior member of some of the programs to joining the more executive committees and becoming program manager that people that stay part of the program for a long time help to educate those that come later. And as people move through, they sort of upskill each other. And that's sort of all about the continuity and sort of sustainability of the programs. 
Have you found that as well, moving into more executive positions, you've been learning from people that have been there for longer or in different positions? Definitely. I think New High, um, you know, there are many volunteers in New High that have stayed throughout the whole, the whole degree. That could be seven years, two degrees. So really that mentorship between one generation, let's say, or, or, or one sort of team to the other is, is something that we really advocate and it's really happening. So that passing on institutional knowledge. And I've really seen that as well, you know, coming from a really entry-level volunteer, moving my way up, I guess, to hierarchy, which doesn't really exist in New High, but for the sake of discussion and being involved in different discussions, talking to different stakeholders, um, it's, it's really different. Um, which is a great learning experience. But the second thing, as you mentioned, is that there's always support. At every, at every stage, the person that you're in the position before you or the person who's supervising you or even the executive are always there to support you and to ensure that a great handover is there. So you're not sort of just chucking into the position and just trying to figure everything out yourself. But when I'm saying that, there's also so much scope for innovation and creativity. You know, we don't just want somebody coming in the role and just doing the same thing the last um, supervisor did, the last manager did. It's really about bringing their own flair, and that comes every team. You know, every time, every year, team turn, turns around, there's a new initiative. There's a new way of doing things. Um, and although there's some time for that to be established, at the end, it's always quite successful. So I think definitely, I think that's a really unique opportunity with New High as well, is that continuity of knowledge, but also gaining that knowledge as you go through different programs and different levels within the program and also the whole organization as a whole. You mentioned sort of engaging stakeholders a few times. I was going to ask firstly sort of who are these stakeholders, but also to ask whether MUHI itself, as you mentioned, being a student-run organization, has much involvement or collaboration with the sort of central faculties at the uni as well, or places like the MDHS and the faculties of science and, and other faculties like that. That's a great question. So I think um, to preface everything, MUHI is in a really privileged position in which we have a lot of volunteers and we've been here for a while, and we've got a, quite a good reputation across the students, the community, and the academic faculty. So in terms of stakeholders, I'll probably split into three. So the first one, which is, you know, the most important one, are our students and the young people. And these are just students of the University of Melbourne. We engage with young people across the country, even across Australia, to be honest, and obviously internationally with our international programs. Um, and that's really about the university engagement, about providing opportunities to volunteer, providing programs for them to join and providing volunteering opportunities to upskill and gain that experience. The second one is, I guess, our community and our commercial partners. These can come in form of sponsors um, that provide any kind of financial generous support that support our programs. These can be sort of partners that KVME has internationally with the, with the Kenyan villages and with different health organizations. This can be with MAP, with the, you know, the 30, 40 different um, international hospitals and clinics we have interacted with and so on and so on with SWAT and the school program. So we've got a lot of external stakeholders as well that really allow us to give out tangible impact. Now, to address this, the last bit that you said, which is faculty, as I said, New High has been a really unique position in which we are really a voice to the faculty that represent, I guess, health students in general, alongside a lot of amazing clubs um, that are under the faculty as well. So these, although come in really different shapes and forms depending on what program there is. So, so for instance, KVME has a really strong global health, international global health perspective. So we're really, really closely linked with a number of academics, including Professor Rob Moody and a lot in the global health school. Um, for instance, the mental health care competition that we can chat about later has really strong links with the chancery, with um, the counselling and psychological support, the CAPS program, University of Melbourne. And we really have those you know, strong connections within the faculty across MDHS, but also across um, the university and the chancery as well, because New High really sort of um, tries to prioritise 
and emphasize the importance of multidisciplinary collaboration. So I'm um, really welcoming you know, students from all faculty from a student level. We talk to companies in different sectors, but most importantly, we try and ensure that the student voice is heard across the university, the relevant academics and professors. What's it been like for you being involved in the executive committee? How does it compare to your previous roles and what have you enjoyed the most, would you say? I think being part of the executive committee, you know, has its pros and its cons. I think, you know, the, the, the biggest con for me is not being able to be on the ground and working with these programs and, you know, really pumping out the work and engaging with that target audience and, and, and in a close-knit team. Um, that's what I say, the executive committee is also really close-knit team. You know, although it's, you know, the executive committee, we definitely have so many stakeholders and other administrative volunteers that are helping us out in many different capacities. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I got out of it is the opportunity and the privilege to serve the different programs and to be there and help them out. I think when I was in the programs, it was difficult to provide that strategic insight to, to a lot of different programs on, on a high-level overview, um, which was a good and a bad thing. Um, I think the second thing is really being exposed to the different programs. Like, although I say, you know, I mean, I was in many different programs, unless you're really involved in the program, you can't see all the intricacies that are there. But being in the executive position, having the um, opportunity to engage with different program and the volunteers and the managers um, really gives me good insight and um, incredible knowledge into the different services and different initiatives. I, I think the third thing is really about the opportunity to expand. So I guess what I mean by that is having the input and having the um, position to talk to programs about, okay, this is some amazing work you're doing, but what about if we do this? Or how about if we sort of look at things in a different perspective and introduce a, a different program? And alongside that, it's about, you know, creating and empowering new initiatives. You know, for example, for the case that we change every year. So every year and every time I get to chat with a different team and thinking about what ideas they have. But also I really want to, you know, over here, reach out to, to the community at the University of Melbourne and across Victoria and Australia is if you have a great idea with global and public health and you really want to make that fruition, you know, New High is that platform. We can provide you with, you know, the administrative support, with the financial support, with, with all that you need to really get your program up and running. Because I, I really don't believe, I, I believe that, you know, if a student has a great initiative and a great aspiration, um, there should be support systems there for them. And New High is really there alongside our six program to support all students, both within New High and external Mu High to ensure that they can um, realize their dreams as well. That's a beautiful summary and very inspiring for anyone with any ideas. Um, not only in terms of people that would want to sort of start and a new initiative and things like that, but sort of as a way to finish off the first part of this interview as well. What sort of advice would you give to someone that's wanting to get involved in these programs or isn't sure about which one to join? I think three keywords uh, apply. Just, just give it a go. Reach out to us, message us, and, and follow our social media. Um, I think, you know, if you follow social media, you know when the opportunities are coming up, you get a good understanding of what's happening, what achievements we made, what programs you can be involved in, and what opportunities are available. And then if you want some more knowledge, reach out to me, reach out to anybody in the program. Just shoot us an email, Facebook message us, and we're more than happy to, to chat more and see if we can even create a unique role for you. And just give it a go and apply. You know, Mu High isn't here being like, you know, we're focused on just experience. Because as I said, students can't be expected to have decades of experience in public health. We're really here for passion. If you're passionate about global health, if you're passionate about um, addressing social and health and educational equity, then we want you. And, and we will definitely find ways to keep you involved, even if it is, isn't within the particular program you applied for in the first place. So don't be shy and just um, reach out to us. And we're happy to chat. 
um, and we can always find ways to involve you um, within our program. Well, thank you so much for the first part of that episode, Kevin. I think both I have a better idea and hopefully anyone listening will have a better idea of what Muhai is, what it involves and how they can get involved as well. So thanks very much. Thank you so much, Daniel.